Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite church unity podcast, probably. If you want to hear from pastors, professors, and everything in between, right, sure. And, you know, the occasional train talk. Right, right, yeah. Uh, have we got the podcast for you? All right, thanks for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua. I like peanut butter, banana, and bacon sandwiches. They're great. I uh, uh, threw him off. And this is my co-host, Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Yeah, just TJ. Just <laughs> TJ Blackwell. Uh, he still hasn't got that name down right. But, um, yeah, you want to tell them about our Patreon or anything like that? Uh, well, uh, please consider supporting us on Patreon if you're listening to this. Uh, goes a long way. We try to help, you know, ourselves mostly, but yeah. the community after that. <laughs> we uh, just had someone donate for a new mic, so hopefully y'all notice the difference in that quality. Um, there's always, unfortunately, there's always needs when it comes to this kind of ministry as far as softwares and different hardware and stuff to just kind of maintain, try and have the best sound quality that we can have to best represent the kingdom and what we do. Um, what are some other ways that can follow us that doesn't uh, require money? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Spotify, yeah. you know, Google Play, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I was about to say iTunes, but that's, that's iTunes no longer is a thing. dead now. Yeah, iTunes is dead. We'll do us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and that's also where they can comment which allows more people to see us, and that costs them nothing at all. Right. They just have to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. Yeah. And is, is that all? I think that's all for the intro. Yeah, that, that's all they need to know to follow us. Why should they follow us? Uh, well, I just started following us. We're the, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have the supporter, well, not, we have the, like, the founders, you know, employees group chat, and our friend Aaron sent a picture of Joshua Noel has liked the whole church podcast. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought since I created the page, I automatically liked it. And then I was looking and it was like, do you want to like this page? And I was like, huh, yes. Yes, I would. Literally the day before yesterday. Yeah. So I just now like our podcast. I, I thought it was okay. I gave it's, it some time to check it out and make sure. I think it's, it's all okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And that being said, uh, we're going to start with some train talk today. Which, uh, did, did you want to talk about? Tiberius Swan's dad added a song to the train oh, playlist. Oh, he did, yeah. Uh, that's important. Uh, we've got the train songs playlist, and we've got this theory that everyone has a train song that they like, that they are willing to add to the playlist. Yeah, without fail so far, every time we've mentioned the trains playlist, the first question is, why? And then the next one is, have you added this song yet? Everyone has a train song. Yeah, so my, my dad made us add Railroad Song by Leonard Skinner. Yeah, you guys are... Given fake news right now, because you said everybody has a train song. I couldn't tell you who train is, and I couldn't tell you one song by the, I'm assuming it's a band. Well, Ooh, it's just. also a band named Train, but any songs that happen to have trains in them count. Yeah. Oh, any oh song. I thought you meant like yeah. a band train. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I have a, that's the also, Thomas the Train uh, gotcha, theme gotcha, song. Gotcha. You're talking too. about trains like Choo Choo Train. Yeah. In yeah. the song. Yeah. 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 Or like just Johnny Cash, I hear a train coming. Exactly. There we go. See, everyone has one. So this is not fake news. We're, we're, this is real <laughs> news. Then. It is. It's, it's a hypothesis. It's, we're, we're testing yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other train talk, I was really excited. I was reading this month's Christianity Today, and their title article where I was reading, it was all about oil and how the church kind of um, praised oil when we first found it and how it's kind of become a god in America today with all the different rubbers and stuff made. And the reason it's related to trains, what I really liked, is it just started with train conductor, insert name here, discovered oil in this year. And I was like, ah, yeah, trains. Good job, guys. And he mentioned trains once more. I think he was talking about trying to, whenever we are recreating trains, they're looking at green energy for trains now, too. Which is interesting, because it's kind of like a full cycle. Yeah. Like, those are the first big engines that used a lot of fuel. And now we're like, yeah, let's make clean trains. It's like, oh, Cool. Less fun, though. It's really no interesting article, though. If anyone has the ability to check out the article, I think they should. It, it pointed out a lot of um, how even pastors who don't necessarily agree with global warming will still say, hey, pollution's a problem. And uh, what they think the church's response to that should be, it's interesting. Nothing that I feel like I'm smart enough to talk about, but it's something worth thinking about. So if y'all can read it, read it. That, is that it for Train Talk? Uh, I think that's it for Train Talk. All right, that's it for Train Talk. So we are going to introduce our guest. This week is Pastor Kenny Hibbard. Is it? Is it now Dr. Ken, Kenny Hibbard? Dr. Pastor Kenny Hibbard? It is not doctor just yet. I should uh, walk and graduate in December. December. So. Awesome, awesome. See, I know you went, 
It's Baylor. I don't remember the yep. name of the seminary. It's Baylor Truett. So it's Truett Seminary is at Baylor, yeah. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So that's just going to be your doctorate in ministry? Yep. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. How long have you been working on that? Uh, it'll be three complete years um, fall. Wow. Awesome. It's not that bad at all. So it's a, a three-year degree, so I will have finished in three wow. years. Nice. Good, good way to do that. Didn't, didn't want to stretch it into a four or five year degree. Oh, man. I know I actually met you from Charleston to Southern yep. University. You were a guest speaking for a church planning class, yep. which is interesting because you guys planted five different churches. We're, we're going to talk about that later. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah we planted a uh, big church planning name, Team Church, in uh, January of 1999. And from our church, we've done five others. Wow. wow. That's, Your church is five months older than I am. There you go. Wow. I know, right? You're old. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell me that. Oh, man. So with that, yeah, Team Church was the first one. Uh, could you unpack kind of the name of that for us? Wow. Sure. So we didn't actually start off with the name Team Church. When we planted the church, we were Charlotte South Fellowship, and we had a goal of uh, planting a church in the South Charlotte area and then the East area and in the North area. So the first... Um, 10 years of the church's life, we were Charlotte South Fellowship, but when we bought the property and built the building that you're now sitting in, um, we were no longer in South Charlotte, and mm. so uh, we knew we needed to change the name, um, and so our 10-year anniversary, we uh, changed the name, and we tried to think of uh, uh, our name should be uh, connected to our DNA, and so our DNA is uh, we want to be involved in the community, we want to team up with uh uh, public schools, ministries, uh, really just anybody in the community. Uh, we want to take the gospel not only outside the walls here, but also just team up with other people. We're a church planting church. Um, so, yeah, when you think of team, you think of people doing stuff together, you think of unity and that kind of stuff. So, there you go. All right. Wow. Sounds right up our alley. So, before my co host has my head, because uh, he, he's aggravated. I didn't do our icebreaker yeah, question. So I got to okay. backtrack. I got to backtrack. Yeah. It's an important icebreaker, especially yeah. to. He, he really likes fast food. So I think this one's especially important to him. You, you like all food. I mean, I like food. Yeah. Well, you, you really like this question. Yeah. Yeah. Were you the one who came up with this, or was that, was that my fiance? Uh, I don't even remember. I think it might have been my fiance. It's been like a month, two months. Anyway. So uh, this week's icebreaker, we'll, we'll answer it first give you time to think about it. Okay. But uh, it's. So you're asking me the question or you're asking each other the question? All of us. Okay. We all, okay. Everyone oh, we all got to answer. Got it. Yeah. It's um, who has the best fries? Anywhere's free game. Anywhere yeah. you can think of. It that, doesn't, it not doesn't just fast be, food? No. Oh. It doesn't have to be just fast food. Okay. Yeah. If you think your grandma makes the best fries on earth, then. We, we need to know about it and we need yes. to test it to yeah. see if it's got true it. or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think you so, can go first because your answer, if I remember, is not as commonplace as my answer. Uh, that's why I wanted you to go first. No. I, I can do that. Yeah, I had I had you guys try and guess it because you know everybody guesses Bojangles, which great fries, or McDonald's or one of those. But uh, I firm believer that Johnny Rockets has the best fries. That's I like those like really thin, crisp fries. They're good. Yeah, especially with milkshake. Dipping in a milkshake, it's fantastic. Yeah, Johnny Rockets, which there's like none of around here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you go to like the beach or something. Everywhere. So they're, see, yeah, they're, they're there. See, my favorite fry is, I think, almost the same. I've never had Johnny Rockets, but uh, Freddy's Steak Burgers, I love their fries. They're like just shoestring, mm-hmm. short. It's almost like potato sticks. I noticed neither of us said waffle fries. Yeah. One of the Chick-fil-A lovers are going to come get us. I dare them. <laughs> you can't have the Chick-fil-A waffle fries your best because they give you like four. Yeah. Mm. And they turn yeah. them sideways and make it look like it's full. And so, it's just, you know. Uh, does that come as bad mouth in Chick-fil-A? Do we have to, like, repent? I don't know. We're uh, actually going to go visit a cathedral after this. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Cancel it. Yeah. So my best friend, you know, I was trying to go back and forth. I was thinking Red Robin, but you're a little, little too potatoey. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Freddy's. There's none here, but in Texas where. Um, there are some here. There are, where's the Freddy's yeah. here? Uh, but not in our area. Yeah, there's some up here. Around here. Where? I bet there's one, like. Fifteen. I don't spend much, like a huge Probably amount of time. This is the one over by where my parents are now, right in Indian Land. Yeah. All right. That's, I, I think know. there's one in Indian Land. They're, they're in Texas, and there's one right across the street from the Baylor campus. Uh, huh. They are very good shoestring, very so salty. That's, very that's good. why you went back to school. twelve that's, miles. Where's the, that? the Indian Land one? Is twelve point five miles. There you me. go. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I will have to venture you, down uh, there. You should. I think we found his God moment of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Aren't man. they great, though? Yes, And they their are. fry sauce is so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. You should. 
I've had their fries. I thought it was good. I just like Johnny Rockets better. All right, so we're almost unanimous. Thank Freddy's you. is yeah. well shoestring fries. Shoestring fries are the best. Uh, yeah, specifically waffle fries, fries are only best. limited by how few you can get in a box. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they are a little potato. Yeah, sometimes they're a little bit too thick. Mm. Not mm. so it can't cook all yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> all That's right then. So back to team yeah. church. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Back to back, back to why to we call church. it team. So you, you talk about teaming up different things yes. in the community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you team up with other churches in the community? Sure. Yeah. That's what's one of the reasons we wanted to do that. So um, matter of fact, I just got back. Um, we're on a podcast. You can't see that I have uh, wet clothes on and my shoes and socks are wet. <laughs> he but, made sure uh, it wasn't on video. So I that's right. To include yeah. in the snap. So every year we uh, we team up with, uh, we partner with Brookstone, which is a uh, school uh, in Charlotte uh, designed um, for kids that are less fortunate to kind of get a, a quality education. Um, and so that um, that school is also sponsored by some churches. At, the school meets at First Baptist Church of Charlotte. Um, and so we uh, every year do a field day for them. So they, they get in buses and drive down here. Where we are and use the fields and that kind of stuff. So good times. But yeah, so we say team church, teaming up with the community. We team up with uh, churches. Last last year, last fall, uh, we were part of, I don't know how many churches did it. I think 75 churches did the one Charlotte deal. Uh, we team up with churches, of course, for the Love Life Charlotte. And then a lot of times we do missions and uh, those kind of things um, with churches. We team up with uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center. Um, they, they use our facility uh, here for different meetings. We do adoption meetings here. So wow. uh, we we when we built the building, we told everybody that it would be a functional building for the community. It is, and it's a very like it's a very nice building. Yes, I, I appreciate architecture. I think it's more really than most pretty. people, and I, I love this. Building. There you go. We've actually talked a lot more about architecture on this podcast <laughs> than I ever thought we would. <laughs> Like our secondary thing is train talks, but it might should be architecture talk. Yeah, we talk about that a lot too. Yeah, that's um, man, that's that's interesting. I know I was thinking a lot about the word team, right. what it makes me think of. Sure. Just because I was like, ah, what are, what are some interesting questions to think of? And I think I'm wearing my Florida State socks. There you go. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about college football. Cause yeah. That's what teams make me sure. think of. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I realized I, I saw sort of a pattern there that I think I've noticed in church as a whole. Okay. And, and I just kind of wanted to see if you've seen this or what you thought the purpose behind or the reason behind some of this was. So in college football, Florida State fan, yep. when we're playing Miami, we hate Miami. Yep. But if Miami's playing an SEC team or, you know, one of them and it makes us look good, you know, we cheer for them. Right. So that made me think, you know, in the church, you know, in the news, if a Baptist or something and they're going up against, you know, evolution or abortion and we're, we're all gun, oh, yeah, go Christians because right, right. that's our division. Yep. But then we're over there here and we're like, oh, Baptist, you're one of them. You believe in this. Sure. And I'm just like, oh, man, why, why is that? Why does there seem to be like this rivalry in-house, but then whenever it's, oh, we'll, we'll cheer for you if you're going sure, against the same yeah. thing. But, you know, yeah, when we're think, together, we're bad talk you. I hope, I hope most churches, I hope we do this. We can, I can only count for myself. So when we see other churches doing really well, uh, we want to celebrate what they're doing. Um, and so... I think there is, a, you know, absolutely. If anybody says there's not a little bit of uh, competition um, in in the churches, um, I think they would be fooling themselves. And so, um, I think if, in my own opinion, um, I think it's fine for churches to look. We'll look and see, and churches will come up with a good idea. We're like, man, that's a great idea. That's a great missions idea, great evangelism idea. Yeah. And so um, they said, you know, mimic is one of the. Uh, greatest forms of flattery and so i think you can do that um so i think it's fine to do that um where it gets negative is when we wish ill will on somebody or we maybe speak poorly about another church because they're growing a little faster than we are or they they were the first ones to do something it was really cool or something like that so i I think there is some competition there i think we're all sinners i think all uh, i know that all senior pastors lead pastors youth pastors everybody we're all sinners um and so left unguarded um, we have a competitive, um, we want what's best for ourselves. And so then we have to, um, uh, encompass that with Christ and help him kind of have him take away that, uh, selfishness or that insecurity or whatever it is. So I think if there's competition, um, that gets negative, it's probably based on jealousy or insecurities. Mm-hmm. So is there, how do we address that? You know, as a team, you know, a lot sure. of us, are concerned about it. Obviously, you know, we wouldn't be doing a church yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have anybody listening if no one cared yeah. about it. How, how do we address it? 
Well, I think you have to say what is the root cause of the challenge of uh, if there's competition, if, it's, if there's people wishing ill will. And again, I don't think you should ever wish ill will. I do think that there are churches. Um, if a church um, in your community, let's just say keep it in your community, in your community, in your city, if there's a church that claims the name of Christ, but their core teaching uh, uh, is varied, away from and moves away from biblical truth, um, then I don't think we all have to hold hold hands here and say peace above everything. I don't think it's peace above everything. If there's a church that's teaching wrong, if there's a church that's doing something wrong, unbiblical, um, then I I think that you can absolutely uh, uh, hold them accountable uh, to that. And I don't think you have to partner with churches that, you know, their main main, uh, biblical values are just apostasy, right? Um, yeah. that, that doesn't help anybody. It, that, you know, that, that, that's, the, uh, that's the bumper stickers that say coexist. Well, the reality is, is that we all can't coexist yeah. because all the major religions disagree. And so yeah. they, they, there's, no, there's no agreement um, in those things when you're talking about who is Christ, salvation, how to get to heaven, those kind of things. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're called to be apostates, and nor do we have to coddle those who are. See, I'm trying to think of something to use as an example that, you know, clearly most churches disagree on, but I don't want to pick something and then alien some sure, sure, of sure. our audience. I'll now, if you talk about disagreements like, you know, some things that aren't salvific in matter, you know, aren't major biblical tragedies, mm-hmm. um, then it's just like, you know, that, that church uses full band and that church still has a choir. Yeah, we, and so, uh, you know, the those are, those are, that's ridiculous. Yeah, we call those like tier one issues. Yeah, those like are. The tier one issues are. You know, we believe in yeah. God. Yeah. God like yeah, we, yeah. If if they're violating a tier one issue, yeah, then that's an issue. That's yeah. that's a problem. We actually we adopted the tier one, tier two, tier three system from Dr. Beck from Charleston Southern. I don't know okay. if you ever got to meet him. But no. he uh and he adopted it from I forgot who he adopted. It, it basically this is uh, this has been handed down three times till sure. till we, we've been using it. But uh yeah, so it's it, i think it's an important thing, you know, for yeah. tier one, tier two, tier three, you know, do you, is it salvic? Is it you know, we just can't worship in the same community, but we call right. each other brother or sister, or is it to the point where we could even be in the same church and disagree? Right. And I think it's a good system to have yeah. that in place and just kind of know. But uh, l- let's say something is wrong enough that you absolutely have to address. Right. You know, some, a church is teaching something that it, it is just flat out wrong. Right. Is there a way to address that that's, you know, makes it clear that you do not stand with that? Sure. But also doesn't make it appear to the community that we have a church divided. Yeah. So I think it's important we, uh, to keep a, a, um, a good front where everybody sees that the church is together, right? And, and in different denominations or maybe it could be multiple Baptist churches. Um, so it's funny to say this. You can go listen to my messages. And so I'm, I'm teaching through the book of Jude for three weeks. And the book of Jude uh, is actually talking exactly what you're talking about. Um, and so Jude says, he opens up the book, Jude, the younger brother of Jesus, most people believe. We'll go with that one. I think it's probably true. Um, so Jude opens up his book and he says, I wanted to write to you and just talk about all the fun things we're doing, all the unity things, all the barbecues and the chicken that we're eating and all the fun missions we're doing. That's, good. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but I am compelled to tell you to contend for the faith. Because, and he starts talking about that ungodly people, evildoers, have slipped in. They, they've snuck into the leadership. And Jude's like, you know, um, if you want to be a coward and not address it, you can do that. But if you want to contend for the faith, you absolutely can do that. So my message this week is uh, the question you just asked. And so Jude actually gives a uh, biblical formula, a biblical, this is what you do of how you address it. And he says, for those who have been led astray, those who are doubting this and what they believe and they've just been poorly taught, he's like, he said, you, you offer mercy to them. Um, to those who aren't even Christians, they're just clueless. He said, you want to snatch, pluck them out of the fire, which means they're heading for hell and they don't understand the gospel. They don't understand Christ is. They think they do, but they don't. So you still have a gospel you got to present to them. And then the third thing he says, and he said, then there's those who he already named as the ungodly, those who have slipped into the church. They purposely are teaching wrong, purposely leading people astray. He says, show them mercy as we've all been shown mercy. Um, 
but be very cautious of how you handle them, how you talk to them, how you deal with them, um, because even their clothes have a stench that you do not want to be around or have rub off on you. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Um, so that's what Jude says. And so your question, if it's a major biblical deal, um, and then I think you, you approach them with mercy, you approach them with grace and truth, but you contend for the faith and you don't have to back down like a coward. All right. And so uh, you listen. said, you said we can listen to your messages. Where can we do that? Uh, teamchurch.com. Yeah. And this will be out Tuesday. So the message he's supposed that's coming out this week should already be out by the time the podcast comes out. It usually hits Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So they, nice. about the same time, they should be able to go. If you're, if, if your you know, listeners are listening, uh, many people didn't even know there was a book of Jude. Um, and so uh, at the end of the New Testament, right before you get to the book of Revelation, uh, is of Jude, one chapter. You can impress your friends and neighbors by telling them you read a whole book of the Bible. It's 25 verses. Yeah. Um, and the book of Jude is speaks to exactly what you're speaking to, but make sure that we don't um, get off on some tangent that the goal is to give everybody a hug fest. Yeah. And that's... Just, just interesting fact. One cabin leader I had at the, our, the camp that we work at is, uh, told us all that he memorized the book of the Bible. No one <laughs> believed him. He made a bet with one yeah. kid. He's like, I bet you $10 I did. It's like, all right, open up to this page in your Bible. And he just started quoting it. Like, it was kid Jude? was so mad. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think I'm going to do the same thing, I think, but I might uh, go with Philemon's. Philemon's, <laughs> no, Titus is bigger. Philemon's probably actually smaller. It's, uh, it's one chapter, about 18. It's a smart way to do things, guys. Make bets with kids and yeah. Bible games. That's it. Oh, I that's do it, it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Kid, kids are just so willing to pay <laughs> their money away. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's our take this week is uh, gambling's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we don't believe Don't that. take money from kids. <laughs> but, but, oh, man. Okay. So what's what's that look like to show mercy while con- – like, let's say – I'm going to use TJ. Let's say okay. TJ decided he's going to start telling kids, uh, Jesus is good. You can still be saved through Jesus, but there's not actually a God. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. He's, how, how do I address him so that these kids aren't led astray? Sure. But so, also, you know, don't make it look like I'm like, oh, screw yeah. you. Why would you tell yeah, kids yeah. that? I don't know. I so, think they might have to beat me up. So you probably do the Matthew 18 thing, right? So you go to him by yourself, and then if he doesn't listen, then you bring in a friend. If he doesn't listen, you bring in leaders of church. So it's Matthew 18. How do you deal with conflict? Um, but also, um, we we forget sometimes that in Galatians, I believe it's chapter 2, uh, Peter was absolutely teaching false. He was teaching that the Gentiles had to have circumcision for or letting people believe that that salvation that hey you're getting saved but you need to have circumcision right Man, and, i should have had you believe that yeah <laughs> yeah that's right so uh the bible says it's a great verse it says that um uh, paul paul says in galatians so i pulled peter aside and i opposed him to his face it means i i didn't i didn't slander him i didn't gossip with him i pulled him aside i got into his face and said what you're doing is wrong what you're doing is not the gospel is not what we were taught and that kind of stuff. So we're talking about Peter, right? The rock. Yeah. Peter, that guy. Yeah. That guy, somebody had, Paul had to pull him aside and say, you, 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 you've been kind of hanging out with the rich people. You've been hanging out with the Jews a little bit. And so you're kind of throwing in some Jewish beliefs, yeah. some Ju- Judaism beliefs in with the gospel. And it's not really there. So I, I think it's fine to one-on-one in a brotherly love or sister love or whatever it is, uh, speak the truth in love. But we've probably adapted and moved into too much of a um, of a pansy culture, um, and I can see that. And nobody nobody wants to actually like speak the truth uh, because we're afraid of whatever. Yeah. Um, afraid of falling out. Yeah, you're, everyone you're, wants to have as many friends sure, as possible. Sure, you have an audience of what? We have an audience of one. Yeah. Um, and Jude, Galatians. I mean, it's all through the New Testament. I mean, you're, they're contending for the faith. They're fighting Gnosticism. We're basically now fighting neo-Gnosticism. So there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, you know, it's actually, in a weird way, kind of encouraging to think. Even the first church Absolutely. had disagreement, but they were able to have unity with that. So that's that's encouraging for you know our mission. It's We don't have to get everybody to agree yeah. We'd find a way to have union sure. and show each other mercy. And- yeah, what the Bible says, as it depends on you, yeah, live with peace with everybody, right? We're so peace is peace is a goal, but not a peace, not peace at all cost. 
That's what that's what Jude, Paul, that's everybody is like. Oh, yeah. it, it's okay to have a backbone, a theological backbone. Now I can't think of a good segue, but we did have one last question. <laughs> I, I like that. I like let me, let me that make sure because I know it's going out to thousands upon thousands of listeners. Yeah, millions, millions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and again, we're not talking about do you play a do you have contemporary music or a choir. We're yeah. not talking mm-hmm. about do you, we're talking about major. You know, Jude says the ungodly have slipped in among among us, and they are perverting the gospel so that there's a license for immorality. They're denying this, the uh, who the, the Trinity. They're denying Jesus Christ. So we're talking about major, major theological, biblical issues. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not, we yeah. don't need to be, nobody, nobody needs a personal prophet to go up and say, hey, I think you should be doing hymns instead of a band. Or you should have a hymn. Now it's the other way, right? Now it's like, man, if you're, you know, if you're really cool and you're really Christian, you have a live band yeah. and do, you know, uh, Hillsong music, but if you're, and then, you know, it's just like yeah, old school. So we're not talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't care if you have a drum kit on stage. People seem a lot more willing to com- confront each other on that kind of stuff, though, than the big stuff is what's interesting. Yeah. It's like, they, we're really pansies when it comes to, you know, TJ's telling people there's no guy. I don't know, yeah, what, yeah, what do I yeah, do? Yeah. But if he's over there telling someone that the best old hymn sure. is... How great thou art! Well, I got to yeah. tell them it's amazing grace and yeah. let everyone know. Well, you're wrong. It is how great. <laughs> because thou most art. most pastors pride themselves. And you can put this. You can tweet this. Most pastors pride themselves in being practitioners, which is what are some little things I can do to get more people in my church. And so I'm a practitioner. I'm, I got the reason I have a band, so I can get more people to come. We have a sports ministry. You can wear shorts here. You can wear a ball cap. You oh. can wear you know whatever Praise it is. God. So most <laughs> pastors pride themselves in being a practitioner. Um, unfortunately, today's world, many pastors are not theologians. They actually don't know the Bible and theology very well, so they can't really contend for the faith that they don't really. Have. Not they don't have a faith. But they don't. Yeah. They're not even sure why they believe what yeah. they believe, which is why what the Bible says they're they're tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. We have pastors. I've met them that. Yeah. Uh, the coolest conference is like, oh, such and such church doing a conference. And then they go listen to such and such pastor of the big church or the big conference. And they're completely swayed by that person. And they have no idea. They 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 have their faith. They just don't know. Why. Yeah, they have, they have, a, they have a, a, a salvation well, faith. They don't know their Bible. They're not theologians. Yeah. I feel like a lot of them want to, though. Is there? How do we equip them? How do we... You know, I, I don't think we should tell them not to teach anymore. I mean, I think sure. they have the yeah. heart, you know, maybe they were called even. Absolutely. How do we equip them better to prevent that? Well, I think uh, we all have to be lifelong learners. Um, we need to, you know, of course, we need to read a Bible, study our Bible. The uh, Internet's a beautiful thing. There's all kinds of ways of growing, uh, ways of leading and ways of reading. But, you know, uh, we planned this church 20 years ago. I have uh, three, uh, three kids biologically just adopted a, uh, a brand new baby. So we have four kids. So when you're leading the church and you're running and gunning, you know, you're just trying to keep, if, if the Lord sends people and all of a sudden now you got, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, a bunch of people are coming and you got teams and that kind of stuff. You wake up one day and you're like, you know, I, um, I'm spending a lot of time just managing the organization of the church and trying to preach and manage my staff. And you um, neglect what Paul says, the study of the word, right? The study of the faith. Be a, be, you got to know what you believe in. So I don't think a lot of them do it by just because yeah. they don't want to learn. Yeah. It's just, it, just, it just gets your mind, your time gets full. Yes. But there, there's, there's ways, there's books to read. There's things to believe. I mean, to believe. there's things that you could, the Bible you can read. There's things you can <laughs> learn to really understand what you believe. So should we encourage delegation when it gets to that point? Like let someone else take care of it. If your church is growing, sure. You got yeah, you can't can't be can't be a one man show. Right. And again the uh, it's challenging, challenging for me, it's challenging for other pastors uh too. You know, Sunday comes every week. And so to pray and to study and to be able to present that. Um you know, uh, this week we had we got a field day today that we did as a mission project. Had an un uh, this was a non-planned death, right? So I did, had a funeral on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff. And so yeah. if you're not careful, then as a pastor, what happens is the thing that gets the least amount of attention is your preparation to teach, which is why a lot of pastors get in trouble because they're all plagiarizing. So I can just download a bunch of somebody else's sermons and, and don't mm-hmm. kid yourself. There's a lot of people in big churches. They're just, they're just downloading somebody else's sermons and, the easy way. Giving their sermons out. That's scary. No, 
I mean, even with books or with conference, you were saying, though, like, how, how do they know what's a legit, you know, like, because there are plenty of books out there that just sure. filled with yeah. nonsense. Uh, I think you have to, you know, if, if you don't have a theological uh, background yourself, a theological education yourself to be able to vet, uh, then you have to go to people you trust. And then ask them, you know. Um, so I see stuff come with, you know, Facebook, you know, the the the, theolo- the theological cesspool that is Facebook, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and people posting stuff, and you're like, you have no idea what that person actually believes. Like you posted a nice little phrase or some little podcast or some little blog or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're like, sorry, guys. <laughs> you're like, and you see the name, and you're like, so you thought that was cool, and you posted it, but you really don't know what that guy believes, or that girl believes, that church believes. Um, and so there's a challenge there. Yeah. Hmm. So, so discipleship is so big in the Bible, and that's still relevant today with even relevant and uh, the the uh, the contemporary church. And I use contemporary. I don't mean contemporary like cool contemporary. Meaning happy yeah. right now. Yeah. Like modern church. Modern today's church. Christian um, is lacking in discipleship, right? Yeah. And so when I lack in discipleship, it's hard for me to contend for a faith. Um, but I really don't understand it. And so again, most of us, a lot of, you know, being a practitioner. So someone says, man, church so-and-so, they started three campuses and they're growing. They got like that. They must be really doing what Jesus wants them to do. Uh, not all the time. Um, because again, Jesus wasn't always popular. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't popular. And, and, you know, um, showing up on a Sunday, listening to a really cool band with some light shows and fog and, you know, um, hooping and hollering with the uh, famous speaker, whatever. Um, probably not a lot of discipleship happening in that moment. And so, yeah. what is the church offering besides that? Listen, I'm talking about us. I can dis- I can teach and lead and and do some discipleship type of teaching on Sunday morning, but discipleship doesn't happen when I'm speaking to a couple hundred people each service, right? Yeah. Discipleship happens life on life in a group, uh, that kind of stuff. Teaching can happen on a Sunday morning, but discipleship's not happening. Uh, Sunday morning church is becoming more of an experience than it yeah, is, yeah. you know, church. Got to have the smoke. You got to have the, the Instagram picture. <laughs> the giant. Word. And, and apparently oh, now on Instagram, you got to have the cool sneakers. You've seen the preachers and sneakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. You got to have an article the, about that somewhere. You got to have the $1,500 sneakers. That was crazy. Whoa. Actually, yeah. this is my favorite podcast that's, you know, not ours. The Holy Post. That have, oh, Phil. Yeah, Phil Vischer's yeah. podcast. Yeah, they, they talked about the. Sneaker yeah. one. So and they encouraged Inst- all their patrons to donate so we could get yeah, them. If you, go on, <laughs> yeah, if you go on Instagram, they have the preachers and sneakers. And then eh, probably I don't know, once every two weeks, they have a little little podcast and they're asking people, you know, hey, what do you think about, you know, Pastor so and so wearing $4,000 tennis shoes? Wait, preachers with sneakers actually, that's a podcast? Yeah. Wow, I like I'm going to have to listen to that. I, I prefer like a more like modest kind of sneaker. You case. know, I got to be honest. I don't, I don't care how much someone don't donates on Patreon. I don't think I would get new sneakers. Yeah. I mean, if they really wanted, if they really to. wanted. Yeah, if they if that was what they wanted me to do. I, I might think about I mean, it. I've, I've got a pair of white shoes. I've got a pair oh, of black man. shoes. Right, right. And I've got a pair of slip-on shoes. <laughs> That's enough, man. I still don't have a good segue. So I'm gonna try to segue without a segue again. Sure. So just the last thing, y- y'all have done five church plants. Yep. Really impressive. Um, and I, and I've heard this question before in. Church planning class. Sure. Yeah. But I'd like to hear your answer because you know, you're smarter than me and I'm sure our listeners would rather a smart sure. opinion. Yeah. They, uh, why plant new churches in a town that already has churches? Yeah. So uh, I think it, statistically church plants um, uh, reach people. They're, they're just better for evangelism. Um, and so there's all kinds of practical reasons for that. Um, but in a town like this that... Uh, has a lot of churches, and you know, a couple of things is, is that we no longer plant churches in Charlotte. I mean, I think they could, you could. Yeah. Our, our church plant we're doing right now is in uh, Missoula, Montana. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of churches, right? Um, so, um, but I, th- you know, um, when you plant a new church, um, I think that the the church planting movement has probably slowed down a lot. And one of the things we're doing now is we're teaming up with other churches for church revitalization, and we're seeing that. So a lot of times you're seeing. What someone's calling a church plant is a yeah. Baptist, Methodist, whatever church, but it would stay in Baptist world. A Baptist church, the community transitioned. They got down to a few people who couldn't support the actual facility. Yeah. Uh, they're older. 
And so uh, multiple churches will come together and bring in a new pastor and a core group of people. And the um, so that the local Baptist association, then that church deeds the building to the association. The association then allows this group of people to have it. So a lot of times you're talking about a church plant in today's world, especially in a city like Charlotte. Um, it's really the same building. It's just yeah. new, new pastoral leadership, new people in it. Sometimes that almost like a transplant. Uh, it's called a replant. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's a replanting of a church. So there, there. I think there's. Um, we need to help churches that are struggling that are already yeah. here. Um, sometimes it's just, and again, it's just it, nobody likes to hear it, but it is the life cycle. If a church, for whatever reason, f- failed to continue to reach their community after many years, yeah. then the people in that church are probably older. Um, and they don't, they're not reaching that community. And so the best thing they can do, uh, at a certain point is to say, Hey, you know what? This is a great location. Um, the church, uh, is not a building, but it is a gathering of the saints on a, you know, yeah. for Sunday, Saturday, whatever it is. Um, so I think that, so you're seeing a lot of replanting, which is good. Yeah. You're seeing, uh, revitalization. So, um, yeah. I would say, Five years ago, your question would be even more apropos. Like, there's a lot of church planting. Fifteen years ago, absolutely, everybody's planting churches. There's there's still church planting going on, but in most major cities, especially your southern cities, um, church revitalization is huge. And that is an older church, a struggling church, a plateaued church being re-envisioned. being re um, reinvigorated, reinvigorated, yeah. So there's there's replanting, which is a whole new yeah. uh, group coming in to use a building, um, and then there's a revitalization, which is yeah, same core group, same building, but some maybe some new leadership coming in to kind of cast a vision for something to be new. But I think it should always be church planting uh, because it's just you know it's what Paul did. Um, you know, he was he was planting churches, um, and so. Uh, I think pl- church planting allows us to reach people in a more hyper fast way because uh, the very um, DNA of a church plant is um, we are stealth. So we're planting this church. We don't have 1,400 ministries to do. Yeah. We're trying to reach people with the gospel, get them discipled, get them baptized, and get them going. Once you hit a certain size, you hit your, then all of a sudden there's other things that happen. Um, so there you go. Interesting. See, I feel like most Christians would agree with that. And yep. I feel like everybody kind of understands that for someone who's maybe not a Christian looking at it from the outside, okay. um, we have a friend who I won't, I won't drop his name, but he's agnostic right. and, uh, he drives past what he calls church road on his sure, way home. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that, and, and I've seen it, you know, I've, I've been to, to his house before and it's, there's a Lutheran church right next to a Presbyterian right, church, right, and on right. the other side, there's a Baptist church. Two Pentecostal churches, yep. different names, and, God. and another yeah. Baptist church. It's like all like next door to each other. And he's like, "Why? Why do you do that? Why not just have one big building?" Right, right. Um, so, what do we say to maybe people who don't understand that kind of mess? Um, I think you just again, you can try to dance around it, but just go back to the reality of it and say, you know, when people are following Christ, they find different nuances. Um, and so in that nuance of some things that they, uh, as they're reading through the Bible, there's some nuances that are probably not, um, salvific in nature. They're not apostasy in nature. Yeah. And so, you know, ask, you know, sometimes you, you, you wouldn't want to try to be like a smart aleck to them, but just say, Hey, um, do you always go to Burger King? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, why, why do we need other burgers? So, so there's all kinds of different. We, we talked about your French fries, right? So there's all yeah. kinds of fries. So it's a very uh, rudimentary uh, example, but and when people are just when 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 churches were planted and started a long time ago, people yeah. just saw different things that they really wanted to. So some churches are really into mission. Some churches are really into evangelism. Some churches are really into discipleship. Yeah. Well, the reality is all three of those are good things, but we focus on certain aspects of it so back in the day um you had different denominations different you know uh, specifics um that are doing it and the reason they're all lined up like that is because typically um it still happens today uh a community grows and then you have a stretch of property where nobody there's nobody there and then you have a highway going through it or road going <laughs> through it and so 
the reason they're all lined up, because that was probably the cheapest property yep. with the road going through it. That makes sense to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that is interesting. So, what's, um, ideally, you know, you said you guys team up with other churches around here. Right. So, ideally, all those churches on Church Road are all teaming up and up in the community. Yep. What's something that we can do to, to see more of that, to see more of churches teaming up in the community like you guys have been able to do? I think you have to find, you know, what, what, are, what are your commonalities. And so for us, we, we team up mostly with churches that have our same evangelistic thrust, um, that have our same missions. Um, and so um, they're not all Baptist churches. They're not all certain denomination. It's a, these, these three or four churches are really into missions. Like they really want to help um, the, 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 the people who are challenged in, in uptown Charlotte. So the these four, three or four churches can kind of team up to do that. So um, I think sometimes the agnostic, the person on the outside is just looking for somewhere to throw a rock. Um, and sometimes it's just pure strategy, right? I mean, they're the, so these two churches over here really have a passion for sports ministry. Like they really have a passion for sports, really have a passion for young kids in sports. So those two churches should get together. At church, the, the three churches over there, they may be a bunch of artists. They like writing poetry and playing music and doing artwork. There's not a right or wrong. One's not more spiritual, but we all like different things. So um, I'm a sports guy. I don't hang out on the weekends and go to coffee shops. I don't smoke cigars. I don't go paintings. I don't read poetry. <laughs> um, but there are people who do, who are just as godly as I am. But I probably don't want to hang out with them because they bore me to tears. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to cigar church myself, but yeah. I'd be interested to see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they do have some. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Out west. That's, that's right there by Freddy's. Uh, what's, <laughs> Good what was the, what's the church? Was it in Oregon where they all like, they pass around cigars and drinks before they had their church meeting or something? I'm sure. I heard I heard about that in yeah. the, an article once. Because a lot of people were upset when they heard about it, you know, on the East Coast. That's yeah. unheard right, of. Right, right, right. Yeah. You can't eat in the you sanctuary. Yeah. You can't drink in the sanctuary. <laughs> you can't smoke in the sanctuary for sure. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Interesting stuff. So right. I would encourage your listeners to. Do the research um, and don't always just suppose that um, because you see 10 different churches that all don't hang out together, um, that they all hate each other. Um, sometimes it's just like, you know, it, 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 it's a fact of life. Yeah. We hang out with the people that we have the same common and, and things, the same thing in common. In common. There's values, um, but even if you take the biblical aspect out of it. I mean, they're just, you know, um, there's churches in Texas. They call them cowboy churches, right? Um, and they're in, they're in small towns in Texas. And they all wear their belt buckles. They all, cause they're all, they're all true cowboys. Not the wannabe cowboys that live in Union County here, but they're like the real cowboys, like real cowboys. Um, and that's their lifestyle. And so. Interesting. Like we have biker church down here. Sure. There are a few. That's interesting. In South Carolina. Yeah, I haven't been to that. Obviously. I probably wouldn't fit in. No, you wouldn't. Um, you don't where, want any where, weather. Where is podcast church at? Is, it, is that anywhere near here? Right here. We are podcast we, church. We're it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, but look for uh, similarities in ministries so that we, we can't all right. team up. That, that's, yeah, that's a good takeaway. Um, as more churches, more people do that, would you expect anything to change? Like, if we saw that happening, what would, uh, what would be the visual yeah. you know, difference that we saw of churches doing that? Of, of coming together? Yeah, just finding similar uh, I think to, if, um, if you on. Google it, it was, uh, was it one Charlotte one last year. Yeah. So there was like 75 churches. We all preached the same sermon, basic same sermon for a month. We all got involved in the same mission aspect. We all did some very similar things. So there was a movement here uh, called Charlotte One. And so we got involved in that. Um, so I, I think that's what it would look like. Um, very unified. It unified, yeah. But again, nice. so... Um, but there is, a, again... When you're when your church is a certain size, yeah, um, you know you're you're kind of got your head down, you're grinding, you're doing what God's called you to do, and you've got funerals and student ministries and kids ministries and churches and ministries, and you're baptizing people and things are growing, and, and you're kind of you know there's only so many hours in the week, right? And so you have to then pick and choose. Um, Hey, these three or four churches here—they kind of line up with us in this mission aspect. They—they they enjoy doing inner city schools. They enjoy doing whatever. Um, so you got—you so you can't. I just think it's um, illogical to think that every church is yeah. going to do everything together. Yeah, the families don't do that, right? No, 
<laughs> not mine. I mean, yeah. think, think about it. Your families don't do that. All your cousins and aunts and uncles and cousins and cousins, everybody get together and play kickball? No. We used to. Yeah. <laughs> and then we realized we don't like each other. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, then. So the actual last thing we do is uh, we we like to just share a God moment of the week, you know, just something God's done this week, whether it be a challenge, um, uplifting moment, anything like that. Right. He's been at camp for weeks. So I know he's got a good one. So yeah, I just start. came back from good old Pentecostal camp. Yeah. Not long ago. You guys have snakes and fires? Of course. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> but uh, there's, actually, there's only one church that still does that, supposedly. It's we actually, yeah. we did have a snake last year. Did you? Yeah. Not for worship purposes, yeah. but David definitely went over and picked it up and like, hey guys, a snake. Yeah. And then just took it to the woods. Snake. Yeah. Well, it was under the swings and he was just like, oh, I'll take care of this. Yeah. Just picked it up. Beautiful. <laughs> and walked it to the woods. David's, mm. David's great. Yeah. But uh, my God moment of the week is from, well, it's caused by the host of our sister podcast. They were the speakers at the camp, uh, Dolores and Marie. And that's uh, Pastors of a Dying Church. Yeah, the Pastors of a Dying Church podcast host. Great podcast. But uh, they were talking about Jesus moments, which, you know, is a God moment, to all the campers. And they were, Dolores talked about how she looks for God moments. Like, she actively looks to see events in which God presents himself. And it made me realize that I don't do that. Like, the reason I don't have that many God moments is because I'm never looking for it. So, I think from here on out, I will have significantly more. Have you ever uh, thought about buying, like, a different, like, I'm going to buy a truck. And all of a sudden, you see trucks everywhere. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. Uh, The number 42. That's like, like, I had a blazer. Yeah. Once I had the blazer, everyone got a blazer. Yeah, yeah. Look, everyone on earth drives yeah. a two door blazer now. Surprise! That's like a forty two. Anyone like whenever you watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and you get the forty two joke, which I don't spoil it for anybody. If you watch Hitchhiker's Guide or just look it up on YouTube, you'll find the joke. But as soon as you know forty two is a joke, you find it actually everywhere. Yeah. Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel Air had a coat wow. that just had forty two all over, it, just randomly for no reason. Yeah. That's the same thing. Is that your God yeah. moment of yeah, the yeah. week? From my God like moment of the week is I just really like point. No. Oh, man. I'm having a hard time coming up with a God moment this week. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, how the turntables. I've got a God moment for you. Okay. Excellent. So out of the blue, guy dies, do his funeral, and, you know, funerals are kind of all the same, And uh, but it, you, when you sit through a funeral of a person who's a little bit younger... And so um, the God moment is this, is that uh, everybody these days, when you do a funeral, most of the time, they put a little slideshow together, right? Here's a slideshow. So everybody does it. And so you're watching the slideshow. So the God moment is always being um, cognizant and aware that uh, we're all creating our own end-of-life slideshow. Mm -hmm. What pictures are people going to show of you Who's going to put that slideshow together? Who's going to be in that slideshow? Um, because I've done, every wedding I've done the last three years is a slideshow set to sad music, right? Yep. Um, and so the God moment is this. We're all creating a slideshow. What's it going to be? Yeah. And you get like a halfway point at your wedding. At your wedding, you get a slideshow now. Yeah. The night, the day before or whatever. I just went this past weekend. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you will. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get that soon. But the um, I did think of a God moment. It was just technically over a week ago because we missed we missed a week on the podcast. Yeah, yeah so it just seems yeah, you got norovirus. Yeah, good job. Which is which is what the my God moment was about. <laughs> so I I got very badly sick, and my fiance brought all kinds of stuff to me for me to take care of myself. She was like, "All right, here's a whole thing of water. Here's a whole pack of." Powerade Zero, here's Pedialyte, here's two full bottles of Pepto-Bismol, and there was like all, all, just all kinds of soup, just a whole ton of stuff, just brought it to me. And I was like, you got this? She didn't want to be anywhere near me, because I was sitting No, no, she didn't. She, she just made sure I had my stuff, and she left. And it was weird, because I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about, well, she got sick over a year before that, and I remember it being like three in the morning, and her dad being up with her, and her calling me. And I just got off work because we were stocking overnight and counting inventory at Harris Teeter. And I drove to her and I just was there. I didn't bring anything. 
And I, you know, the, and I was thinking about that. My present know, after is my I was present. Sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was thinking about it after, you know, after I was sick. And I realized God's that to us. You know, everybody needs different things when they're in bad situations. You know, what you need and what I need might be completely different. I don't want someone there babying me. I want to be left alone when I'm sick because I feel awful. If that's not the vibe that I got. Yeah, well, she's sick. She wants people constantly there. She just wants to feel cared for. And I just feel like everyone has that. Like, we have different needs, and God knows how to meet them all. You sat on the floor while I played Dead Space until, like, 3 a.m. Yeah, I wanted something on the TV, but I didn't want to be doing it. Yeah. But I didn't want you to be touching me. <laughs> that would have been weird. Don't worry, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that'll be my God moment. Don't worry about it. Do you want to do the outro? Yeah, all right. So, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Please support us on Patreon for like, you know, $10. Yeah, be yeah, better than everywhere else. Actually, I actually put together a packet. Packet. Yeah. So instead of paying for Netflix, you mm-hmm. can now follow us for like $3 a month. Follow the Holy Post for $5 a month. And do $4 a month to Christianity Today. I'm pretty sure you're saving like a dollar. So there you go. You don't need Netflix anymore. You're all welcome. Yeah. As long as you just don't, <laughs> don't want to watch TV for the movies. <laughs> as long as you don't want to watch TV. And for some movies. reason have been using Netflix <laughs> for Christian content. Yeah. If that was the case, this is a much better deal. <laughs> oh, man. So other than Patreon, make sure you email us if they all have any God moments of the week so we can read it out. Yeah. That's uh, thewholechurch at gmail.com. Not the whole church podcast, just thewholechurch at gmail.com. And where, where can they leave a comment for us? Well, uh, you can leave a comment right now on Apple Podcasts. Getting used to not saying iTunes. Yeah, it's, it's still uh, And Google Play? You're supposed yeah, to be able to leave a comment? Uh, we can't figure out how, but supposedly you can. Right. But, uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up. Who are yeah. some future guests? Future guests we I've have. I've actually been saying Kenny Hibbert for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so Kenny Hibbert. next? <laughs> we, we're meeting with a, uh, a Mormon family tomorrow to talk about whether or not they think their church could have unity with any Protestant churches or anything like that, a different doctrine. Yeah. So that, that could be really interesting. Um, Got uh, Dr. Nathan Finn from... Yes. NGU. Yes. Um, Father Patrick is a local pat- or priest. I don't know what you say. A uh, Catholic church around here. Obviously, I've not gone to Catholic church enough to, to know what, what I'm supposed to say for that. So hopefully we find that out soon. We've got uh, Judy Knoll in the future. Oh, yeah. That'll be in August. Yeah, she's yeah. Methodist ministers. That, that could be wow. interesting. Um, Methodist Donald minister. Whitney, hopefully. Susie Cummins. Really? Yeah, she's going to wow. talk about some of her personal life and That's our how it's related to. Yeah, she's she's our boss at Chipotle. And uh, she, she's a fascinating story when it comes to Christianity and homosexuality. So that's uh, excited to hear about that. Uh, Becky Walker, again. Yeah, we're gonna have her and time. lots of camp people in these Donald next Whitney. In this, this next yeah week. we're gonna be releasing a bonus episode since we missed one we're just gonna ask a bunch of people what camp means to them so be looking for some bonus content as well and francis chan yeah, i dropped him this season yeah francis he chan just, uh, the end of the doesn't season. know about it yet <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening